and we back in this thing like we left something. Welcome back to this week's episode of I Got a Story to Tell. Y'all know how we do. Before we get started, I got to give someone their flowers. And this week I'm giving flowers to my man, my brother, Ryan Watson, a.k.a. Waddy Lee. Yo, Ryan, I just want to say I love you, brother. Um, keep doing what you're doing up there in Dallas, Texas. Um, I love to see the father and the husband and the man that you've become. Keep going. You and I, we went through a lot, man. We've been through a lot, a lot that a lot of people don't know, uh, especially people that were around us in high school. And they just saw, you know, you and I as just, you know, Mike and Ryan. But they didn't see, you know, the times that you had shit going on at home and you would come down and spend the night at our crib or I was going through some shit and me hitting you up, talking to you about it or whatever. You are truly my brother. Keep going. And I love you, brother. And with that being said, y'all, I got a story to tell. Let's go. This story takes place in the spring of 1989. I am 10 years old. I am on my way to being 11 that coming August. It's late spring. School is almost out for the year. I'm in fifth grade, like I said, and that next year I'll be moving on to sixth grade and I'll be starting at a new school called CBA, Cincinnati Bilingual Academy. But currently at that time, I'm in fifth grade at Mount Airy Elementary. So one Friday, myself and all of my classmates are sitting in class, in Miss Runyon's class to be exact. And I have a very good friend at the time. We're gonna call him G. My boy G is in class. He says, hey Mike, ask your mom if you can spend the night at my crib tonight. I'm like, all right, I'll ask. So I'm excited. Usually my mom would say, you know, yeah, if it was him. So I get home. My mother finally gets home from work. I say, Mom, G asked if I could spend the night. She was like, well, Michael, you know, you got a baseball game in the morning. So at the time I was playing Little League Baseball for the Fate Eagles. Shout out all my people that played for the Fate Eagles. She was like, you know, you got to get up early for your baseball game. So I don't think you should spend the night. I would be fine if you um, if she would allow you to spend the night tomorrow, which would have been Saturday. So I said, OK, let me ask. So I call my boy. I say, hey, I can't spend the night tonight because I got a baseball game. Do you think your mom will let me spend the night on Saturday? He was like, let me see. So he asks. So she says it's cool. He was like, we're going to. My mom's friend's house because she's having like a get together at her house. I say, all right. So I tell my mom, I say, hey, mom, she said it was cool. Then my mother says, hey, only thing is, if you do spend the night on Saturday, she has to be able to drop you off back at home Sunday morning in time to go to church. 
I said, yes, ma'am. So I called my boy back. I said, hey, think your mama can drop me off on Sunday morning by like 830 so I can go to church? He was like, let me see. So yes, she says, yes, it's cool. So good. We got our plan squared away. Saturday morning, get up, go to my baseball game, come home. I pack my stuff. Now, I'm excited because A, I'm going to chill at my boy's crib for the night. B, um, we're going to hang out at his mom's friend's cookout or get together. So, about two o'clock that afternoon, that Saturday afternoon, my boy and his mother come pick me up. Now, me and my boy G got super cool, not because we went to school together, but because his grandparents lived in the same neighborhood I stayed in. They stayed in the Fay Apartments. G and his mother didn't live in the Fay Apartments. They lived on a street not too far called Westwood Northern Boulevard. So, but he would always be at his grandparents' house. So anytime he was at his grandparents' house, which was damn near every day, we was outside playing football, basketball, whatever the case may be. And then it just so happened we went to school together too. So that's how he and I got super cool. So they come pick me up, like I said, that afternoon. His mom says, hey, Mike, we're going to go back to our place and wait because my friend's going to pick us up because my friend is going to drive us to my other friend's house. All right, cool. So we get there. Me and my boy G, we chilling, playing the video game for a hot second, go outside throwing the football, waiting on his mom's boyfriend, who I came to find out, you know, was picking us up. So. Finally, old boy gets there. He pulls up. Nigga has a Trans Am. I'm like, ooh. So I'm hype. I've never ridden in a Trans Am before. He comes to pick us up. He gets out the car. Let me describe what Buddy looked like. I don't know if y'all were bigger fans of In Living Color, the show, like I was. But on that show, there was a character that Keenan Ivory Wayans played named Frenchie. Frenchie would wear like a red leather outfit with like yellow fringes. He had a long flowing jerry curl and he wore like gazelle sunglasses. This is what old boy looked like. Her boyfriend. My boy's mama boyfriend. Nigga had a curl. Nigga had like a super huge. Well, it wasn't one, but it was like two open face goals next to each other. Right on the side. Had a curl, some rose tint sunglasses. A handlebar mustache. Y'all know when nigga like have a goatee, but he cut the beard part out. So it's like that shit come like down like long. Y'all know. So I'm excited to ride in the damn car. So I'm sitting behind him. So we get in the car. The car smells like a nigga's car in the 1980s. It's a mixture of Dre Car Noir, um, an Alpine air freshener, a little bit of cool Filter King cigarettes and activator so it's like you took all them scents like mashed them up and threw them in a car so that's what it smelled like in here right so i'm sitting behind buddy in the car so we're going from their apartment on westwood northern boulevard all the way over to this area called madisonville so we're driving this nigga has the song love overboard by Gladys Knight and the Pips on repeat the entire way. Oh, this nigga has this shit blaring, right? Nigga got all his nugget jewelry on and shit. 
Nigga had like y'all know niggas with nugget jewelry. Nigga had like a nugget ring, then another ring that was like a lion with like rubies in the eyes and a diamond in the mouth, like a Uzi chain. You know, number one that all that shit, right? So he had the full kit on, right? This nigga was fresh out the eighties, a old nigga in the eighties. So anyway, he has love overboard on repeat from Westwood Northern Boulevard to Madisonville. If you're from Cincinnati, you know how long a ride that is to hear one song. So anyway, he's driving fast as shit with the windows all the way down. Y'all ever sat behind a nigga in a car and the window be down? Now, I don't have my own window in the back. It's just one big, long-ass window. And the shit get to blowing. And if you stick your head too close to the window, it's going to like... Like, it's going to blow your eyes closing. Like, your lips going to flap like a damn English Mastiff, right? So I got to lean in toward the middle so the activator juice and trash and the, the, the smog and chemicals from down like um, off 75 interstate, like 75 don't blow in my face or 71 don't blow in my face. So I'm like, damn. So anyway, we finally get there and I'm having a ball. We get to her to my boy's mom's friend's house. It's kids there. There's about our age. It's grown folks there. It's food. It's loud ass music. It's a great time. I've never met these kids, but they my age and we having a ball. And the grown folks, you know, they over there rolling up little top joints, uh, little zigzag joints, drinking Canadian mist and beef eaters gin. You know, y'all know how it was, right? So, we having a great time. It's getting later. It's probably about six, seven o'clock. Sun's finally like want to go down, but it ain't going down yet. The woman whose house it is rounds all the kids up, takes us in the house. She's like, hey, um, I'm put a movie on for y'all. So two of the kids are hers. They live there. So they like, you know, show them where the movies are. We're going to put a movie on. She bring everybody in there a damn ice cream sandwich. So we excited. You know, little kid ice cream sandwich. You know, we excited. So the kids that are her kids, they throw on this movie called Ghoulies. Not to be confused with Goonies or like Gremlins. But it was kind of in the same vein as Gremlins. Little creatures, little ugly ass creatures and shit. So we watched that. The grown folks outside, they loud. I mean music blaring. They having a great time. Periodically, we'll look out the little window. They out there. They having a good time, whatever. So finally, it's starting getting later and later and later. I look up. It's probably about 1130 p.m. I'm like, damn, I got to make sure I'm up on time so I can, you know, be ready so she can drop me off at church. So finally, it's time to leave. And my boy's mom and her boyfriend come in. They like, all right, boys, let's 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 go ahead. Let's let's get it going. So we get up. We leave the room. There's a little hallway. We turn out the hallway. His mother had on some jeans and a like a pink looking shirt. And old buddy, who like the mom and the boyfriend are walking in front of us. Me and my boy are behind. My boy turns around for a minute to tell all the other kids, like, all right, we'll see y'all next time, whatever. 
I'm walking. Old boy smacks my boy mama ass. Y'all. Again, I'm 10. I'm 10. Now, y'all gonna have to bear with me this episode because I'm bearing some shit. Oh, I'm letting you in to who I am, right? He smacks her ass. And the ass Oh, nigga, it get a wave to it, right? It hit the wave. I'm like, ooh. I'm 10. And I look and the ass moved when he hit it. And I got excited. I'm 10, y'all. I ain't had sex at 10 years old. But I get excited. I'm like, ooh. And she turned around and hit him with, you better stop. And look like laugh. I'm like, ooh, she ain't mad. So, we go. We get back in the goddamn Trans Am. My boy and I are in the back seat. He's in the back dozing off. Now, the ride from, like I was explaining earlier, between Madisonville and Westwood Northern Boulevard, probably about 30 minutes. I'm, I'm guessing, say, 30 minutes. So, my boy is dozing off because it's a little ride. Windows are up. It's nighttime. We going back. I lay my head back. I'm not asleep, though. My eyes are closed, but my head is back. Old buddy up there talking spicy at this point. Oh, he talking that one way. He's letting her know. He's putting her on notice. When we get to this crib, I'm knocking you down, right? So he's letting her know in every which way. She giggling. She eating it up. I'm just, my 10-year-old nosy ass need to be asleep too. I'm back there. Oh, but my ears is perked up. Oh, nigga. My radars is on. You hear me? I said, ooh, they talking that one talk. I'm 10 years old, and I'm excited. So the whole way home, they talking shit. And I am, I mean, when I, ear hustling is an understatement. I can hear it all. Man, this nigga got new addition plan on the way home. Oh, he's setting the mood. I know he's setting the mood because I didn't did it before. I didn't been there. I know the song. I didn't sang it before. So he's playing new edition. Oh, he got it at the right tone, too. They sing. Oh, can you stand the rain? So I'm like, oh, shit. It's the cut, too. So I'm just laying there. We finally get back to the crib. We go in now. Their apartment, it's, it's a very small apartment. It's a two-bedroom apartment. It's a living room. You come in the front door of the apartment, there's a living room. There's a kitchen to your left. Straight in front of you, no more than, shit, five, six steps. There are two bedrooms, and then there's a bathroom on the other side. So, my boy has a bunk bed in his room. So, we go in. He passes out immediately. He climbs up on the top bunk. He's out. I'm in the bedroom. I change into my, my my clothes I'm sleeping in with some shorts, whatever it was. And I'm just laying there because my ears, I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to hear this. So I'm laying there. I close my eyes for a minute and I doze off. I'm like, shit. I doze off and I feel like I'm asleep for a long time. But it probably was about 20, 30 minutes. I get up and I have to go pee. So I walk out the room walk into the bathroom his mother's bedroom is right there next to his and the door is kind of it's not all the way closed but it's kind of like halfway closed so i can still see in i see old buddy jerry curl dude this nigga has on a pair of bikini drawers 
and nothing else with his glasses on with the rose tint and he's in there and this nigga is pumping like iron like lifting weights fellas y'all remember the old school weights like sand weights and like they had the hard plastic like coating on it he's in there he's pumping i said oh shit buddy in here wilding right i mean he in there working up a sweat lifting weights in his draw i'm like man this nigga on some other shit so i go pee I go back to the room. I'm trying to stay up because I'm like, man, I want to hear if he about to drop her off at Pound Town, right? So I'm laying there. I don't hear anything. So I'm like, damn, he ain't start smashing yet. I'm 10 years old. I'm 10. I'm like curious about sex, all this shit, right? So I'm laying there. He ain't took her to Pound Town yet. He ain't hit her with the Kevin McAllister, you know what I'm saying? The home alone, both hands on cheeks, right? So I finally doze off. I'm like, man, I doze off sleep. I wake up cause I'm, I have an internal clock in my head. I'm not a late sleeper to this day. I'm not a late sleeper. So I get up and I'm like, man, I need to get up, shower, get my church clothes on. Cause I packed my church clothes and brought them with me so she can drop me off. So I sit up, and I'm like, man, let me go in the bathroom, brush my teeth and wash my face. I'd already had my washcloth and towel uh, from the night before. His mother had gave it to me and I sat it on uh, the desk in my boy's room. So I grab it and I'm walking to the bathroom. But I was about to get a surprise. Oh, I was about to get a surprise. I grabbed the washcloth and towel walking toward the bathroom. The door is halfway open. I walk out and I happen to just look over. Old buddy is dropping her off at Pound Town. Oh, he in there clapping cheeks. He is in there clapping her cheeks. It's I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm like, he catches me off guard. That's not what I'm expecting to see. When I'm like walking to the bathroom in my mind, I'm like, damn, I didn't missed it. He smashed last night and I missed it. I, I fell asleep. Oh, no, I was just in time. So I'm walking. I get paralyzed as I see it. I'm like, oh, I don't want to make a move or make noise because I don't want them to be like, oh, shit. Plus, I want to see I'm 10 years old, right? I'm curious about sex. I know what sex is. So let me stop. Kind of pause the story for a minute. I know what sex is. I saw my first porn movie at seven years old. How did I see my first porn movie? You ask. I'm glad you asked. I was going to the candy lady's house who lived on the street in the fair apartments called Williamsburg. As I'm leaving my court, walking up toward Williamsburg, there was a there was like another court that was like next to mine. There was a lady in there sitting down as I walked past their apartment at past her crib. She had the blinds open, not pulled all the way up, but y'all know how you can like, y'all know you got the little string that you can open the blinds or close them. She had them opened up. Her back and the TV were to the window and she's watching a porn movie. And I remember looking and stopping and just staring at the TV. And I know I watched that porn for about, it seemed like five minutes. It may have been two minutes. But I was like, holy shit. I was so intrigued by it. I couldn't believe my eyes. 
So at seven years old, I, I was kind of introduced to sex. I knew what sex was. I know that's young, but I was like, oh, shit. Now, back to the story. So I'm 10 years old in this hallway looking at my boy's mom get smashed out. Oh, he and that bitch like Jake Steve. Old buddy is in there like Mr. Marcus. Uh, Anybody you can think of, he's in there destroying old girl. I'm like, oh, nigga in there. And when I say the fumes are coming out this room, it's in the hallway. It smell like activator, pussy, and a basketball game. I'm like, oh, shit, but I ain't care, right? And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm fixated on it, right? I'm like, oh, shit, I'm fixated on them fucking. So I'm like, oh, my God. He got... Now, let me explain something else. The shit is like a movie. And I ain't talking about no porn movie. It's like a sex scene out of a movie. But when you remove all the Hollywood lovemaking. I'm talking about the grunts, the the smells, the, the, the whole... You know what I'm saying? Without the Hollywood lovey-dovey with the, 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 the foggy stardust and all the different camera angles and the perfect, you know, all that shit, right? The nigga had the song Boys to Men playing. Y'all know the song Boys to Men, but by New Edition. New Edition song called Boys to Men. Now, the shit is so perfect and was crazy to me because I'm so engulfed in what's going on that the soundtrack, the, 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 the song that's playing in the background, like fits perfect. It paints the picture, all that shit. Y'all know the song where it start out, uh, uh, how it start out, uh, growing up can be a pain. Y'all know that, right? You're not a man until you come of age. Like the shit was so fitting because it's to me. I'm like, oh shit. This is, this is crazy. So he's in there. Oh, he destroyed. I mean, flipping her, all that shit. I'm like, damn. So I hear my boy finally waking up. Now I'm standing in the hallway. 10 year old boner. Oh, nigga, I'm on rock. It's like, you know what I'm saying? I have taken ginseng, Viagra, Cialis, watched like 20 porn movies, you know, all that shit. Oh, I'm in there on rock, right? At 10 years old. So I'm like, oh shit, I hear my boy getting up. So I dart off into the bathroom, close the door, turn on the shower. I get in the shower, right? I'm in the shower, right? Man, dick on diving board at 10 years old, right? You know, you hit it like a diving board. So I'm like, oh shit, I can't concentrate. I finish shower, put on my church clothes. Everything's normal when I get out. She takes me to the crib. Get to the crib. My mom takes me to church. Well, I go to church. It's me, my mom, my brother, my sister, my aunt, my uncle. I'm in church, y'all. I cannot focus on what Reverend T.L. Lane, God rest his soul, is preaching or talking about. I can't focus on what the choir is singing about. I can't focus on altar call or none of this. I'm thinking about sex. I'm sitting in church like, oh, my God, I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell. Because in my mind, I'm like, man, just about an hour ago, I was watching my boy mama get pounded out. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, shit. My life is over. I might as well go ahead and, you know, get ready to dial it up and dial it in and go on to hell. Right. 
So I can't focus. Sunday night come and I ain't tell my brother and I tell my brother everything. I hadn't told my brother. So that night, every night I used to say the same prayer. Now lay me down to sleep. Pray Lord my soul to keep. Y'all know how it was, right? Oh no, but not this night. I had to go talk to the Lord, right? So I'm in the bed. I'm praying. Hands clasped together, sitting there on my pillow, talking to God. Lord, please remove these sex demons up off of me. I know I'm only 10, Lord, and I ain't supposed to be looking at fucking and knowing what fucking is. But remove this fucking spirit up off of me, right? So that's what I'm thinking. And that's what I'm telling the big man upstairs. Remove this fucking demon up off of me. So the next day, Monday, I'm in school. I can't focus. Oh, I can't focus. I'm looking out the window. I'm daydreaming and dozing off. And when I'm daydreaming, I'm thinking about my friend mama getting smashed out. I'm like, oh, Lord, please take this up off my mind. So next night, dear Lord, I'm coming to you again. This is me. All this fucking that's on my brain. I need you to take it off. Dear Lord, remove all this sex up off my brain. I go to sleep, go to school the next day. Nah, bruh. Sex is on my brain. I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, this is not good. So by like Thursday, I had an inclination that I was like, man, I should try to talk to like a pastor. I need to talk to somebody. Maybe they can, you know, help me with this. But I'm like, no, because then if I do, you know what I'm saying? They going to probably be upset because they going to go talk to my friend. Mama, like, why would you fucking and the kids right there? And I, right. So I'm like, nah, I got to hold on to this one. <laughs> about two weeks later, I'm still thinking about it. Oh, I can't get it off my brain about two weeks later. Finally. End of the school year comes. Last day of school, go home, summer is here. I'm about to go off to a new school next year. Within that first week of being out for summer break, which left a lot of time for people to get in trouble because your parents be at work all day, kids be at home. You ain't got nobody telling you what to do or watch over, so you're doing God knows what. That summer, one of my boys said, hey, my dad got some porn movies. You trying to watch one? I'm like, no, because I'm trying to get my life right, right? I'm trying to get these sex demons up off of me. So, about a week passes, and it's, 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 it's fading, but it's still there. I'm still thinking about it. I'm like, man... I'm going to go to God one more time. And if he don't remove it, then I know it's just on me. So this time, the final time, I go to him. Ain't nobody at the crib. I am downstairs in the crib at home. I get on my knees, clasp my hands, and I'm like right by like the love seat that we had. So I'm talking to God and I'm talking out loud and I'm 10. I'm like, God, this me. I know I've been asking you to like get this sex demon up off of me. 
and not make me want sex or make me want to see sex. Because I started thinking I was like on some weird peeping Tom 10 year old voyeur shit, right? Like I was on some goofy shit. Like I thought I was going to grow up and like look in people's windows and, you know, try to catch them fucking. So I'm asking God, like, please take this off of me. So I talked to God. I swear it felt like for 10 minutes. At the end, I wrapped it up. I said, hey, but God, if you can't take it off of me, if you decide not to take it off of me, can you please at least let me get some pussy? Amen.